Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrow, with my co-host, J-Mac, and Jordan Lopez on another episode today to preview the Denver Broncos' Week 7 matchup against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers go into this one 2-3, and three, uh, looking for the third win of the season as the Broncos are in full tank mode, uh, going into a fire sale within the next few weeks, standing in with a 1-5 record, returning home uh, to the mile high um, after a you know, pretty disappointing loss against the Chiefs in primetime on Thursday Night Football. Um, obviously needed that one uh, big time, but the offense was not able to show up. So another opportunity this week. Um, obviously, a lot of people uh, have kind of given up their hopes on the season. Um, you know, and we're going to be honest, that includes us. Uh, we are full in like rebuild mode, and we believe the Broncos should really try to, you know, go for Caleb Williams. Um, you know, and some of us believe that Drake May should be an option as well. But um, especially uh, Jordan, big on the Drake May uh, train, but. We'll have future episodes going over, uh, you know, quarterback prospects and everything. But for now, the Broncos are still in the regular season. They're still not even halfway through the season. So a lot of football left. So Broncos country, stay hang in there, man. The Before you oh, know my. it, um, it'll be uh, it'll be February. The season will be over and we can really start coming hard with our, uh, you know, our draft content and everything. Uh, before we go ahead and jump into today's preview and a lot of news, I know we got some, some stuff, stuff to talk about with injuries and everything. But J. Mac Jordan, how are you guys doing? Well, for a second there, I thought you were going to say Broncos country, let's ride. I was going to get really Broncos country, let's no, ride. No, fuck no. Fuck that. No, um, I'm doing good, though. <laughs> I can't really complain. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm just ready, looking forward to the offseason already. In terms of my Broncos, the rest of the football year, I'm still pumped for it. But as far as my team goes, just let's just sim straight. I wish it was mad. Let's just sim straight to the fucking offseason because this shit is over. Bro. Um, but, yeah. That is a uh, a great a great point. Wish we could just sim it, but got to get him on Sunday. Future's looking bright, unless you talk to some other people. But uh, maybe the future's <laughs> bright. But for right now, we got to focus on Sunday and uh, the Packers game. Yeah, that's all we can really do. Um, I, I know regardless, we're still going to be watching these games. And it's really hard, man, to root for your favorite team that you've been rooting for since you were a little kid to lose games. So, like, me personally – I know we're talking about I'm I'm full on like for the hashtag tank for Caleb, but I, I hate seeing my team lose, man. It it sucks. I gotta get I get really, really um, you know, excited to see our team score touchdowns and the defense, you know, hold up and play well. So it's gonna be hard to like root against the Broncos win. You know, me personally, I love seeing the Broncos win. So um and also like I know we want to get the worst record possible so we can get Caleb, but this might be like the last game we see guys like Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or uh, Justin Simmons or uh, Josie. Like there's multiple players who could be playing their last game with the Broncos this Sunday. It's kind of crazy. Like you might have to pinch yourself to realize that, but it's tough. You know, I would like to see these guys go out when I win. I mean, we're, I know we we talk constantly about, you know, what else do we have to play for the rest of the season? I would love to see these guys play for just, a you know, everybody get on the same, like, you know, rally together to get one last win before, you know, a lot of these guys do get shipped off to other teams, man. I, I just want to see these guys be happy, man. I mean, you saw uh, Jerry Judy and uh, a bunch of offensive players, uh, you know, on Jerry Judy's Instagram story, um, guys, you know, getting, uh, you know, that little, uh, you know, off the field chemistry type stuff, um, you know, just, you know, getting along with each other, man. You just love seeing the guys smile. Like you constantly see their heads down on the sidelines. Um, just, you know, I just want to see these guys happy, man. I, I know it's, uh, I know it's, you know, officially Caleb Williams season, but um, obviously, you know, 
let's go ahead and jump into the injury news. Kwan Williams, uh, he is expected to, uh, he is set to have another surgery on that injured ankle um, this upcoming Monday, meaning he'll be missing the rest of the 2023 season. So um, the Broncos losing a player, but they will be getting DJ Jones and Baron Browning back for this week. This week, Baron Browning will be playing his first game for the Broncos since the 2022 season. Um, he is officially back and will be on a pitch count against the Packers. But um, what, what are you guys feeling like for this uh, this Sunday against the Packers? Obviously, um, not not having the most confidence for the rest of the season, but where are you guys sitting at mentally with this team? Um, well, to start off with the Kawan Williams uh, injury news, it's just very unfortunate. I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point, him and his team made the decision that uh, sitting out this year would probably be the best thing. I mean, like, what's the point of coming back? I mean, just – Honestly, like, what's the point of coming back and risking, you know, even more injury to yourself? I mean, you're one in five, the season is shot. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure him and his team made a decision just to go to surgery. Um, this Sunday, uh, this, yeah, this Sunday, I think um, this, this is really a game I can honestly see us winning that I don't, I don't want us to win any more games, but this game I can see us win. I think the Packers are just mid enough for us to possibly come away with the win. Um, and especially the way Jordan Love has been playing, like Prime Drew Locke recently. I think this is definitely a game I can see us winning. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. Well, it does seem like the game is very winnable, and I do believe that as well. Um, the Broncos will find a way to do something to lose the game because that's, <laughs> uh, that's our MO for the last few years. And uh, a lot of people are telling me now that, you know, our players did not play hard, so I'm expecting that also on Sunday. And yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm expecting all the things I've been hearing, just not playing hard and playing with a losing mentality. So I don't know, it's tough. It's tough. The season's gone off the rails, but uh, I know what the players are want to do and try to do. But again, it just looks like none of these games are winnable as of right now. But on at least on paper, this looks like it should be a win for the Broncos. I, I was going to say, Amir, to answer the first, you know, the first thing you brought up about you know, some of these guys could be their last games. I'm not really as, like, you know, heartfelt going into the game about seeing these guys go. And, you know, everybody everybody really in Broncos country is kind of sad to see. I mean, if, if I think player a player like Justin Simmons, I think if he does leave, it'll be very sad. I feel like that's one that's kind of just – the biggest one. At me. But the rest of the guys you named, I'm not saying that they're bad players. I'm pretty sure they want to go somewhere else and have a chance to win. Um, I, I just don't really see that as a – I'm not going into this game thinking, you know, oh, man, I'm sad. It's Jared Judy and Corlin's son's last game. I mean, these are guys that most likely are going to be gone in the offseason as well. It's just right now you can get picks, probably better picks as of now instead of waiting throughout the rest of the year. But it's it's just a time where the Broncos are most likely going to be going into a new era of the team. And it's just sad, man, because those are some pretty good players, and we just couldn't win with them. Whatever it was, we can't put it together. And I know some, I, I know some people who are – kind of mad about Jerry Judy's story, seeing these guys on the story laughing, having a good time. And they're like, you know, well, you guys are having a good time off the field, but we fucking stink on the field. But I mean, guys need, you know, good times here now. I mean, like exactly. on the, yeah, on the football field, it is what it is, but these guys are still people at the end of the day. So, but as far as being heartfelt on it, I'm really not. I do hope all of those guys can go somewhere else and ball out. Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, I heard Josie Jewel's name. Possibly Kareem Jackson. I don't think we're going to trade Kareem Jackson, though. But just most of the guys that were brought up, I think, you know, I really do hope that those guys go somewhere else and have a chance to win because they're not going to do that here in Denver. 
Yeah, I don't think it's sad the fact that we are trading him. I just think it's a sad the fact that we can never win for them. And I'm not saying that there, you know, it's all of the coaching staff and the front office's fault. It's a mixture of everybody's fault, but it just sucks that like these guys most of the games did give their full, full effort to win football games, and it just never really ever came together. Um, and like I said, the blame is really on everyone. I can't just say you're put it all on, um, you know, I would honestly put most of it on George Payne. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I, I would put okay. most of it on George Payne. Um, but <laughs> a lot of the players, too, I can't just sit here and be like, man, this is Russell Wilson's fault. This is Sean Payton's fault. This is Jared Judy's fault. I know a lot of people are coming at Jared Judy recently. It does not make any damn sense, but um, – I, I think it's more of just like a at this whole organization, man, failed. You can't just sit here and say that one person failed the other. It's really everybody. It's a team sport, man. And it, that, that trickles down from the front office as well. And, you know, ownership, everything. So um, yeah. let's go ahead and start talking about our uh, keys to victory. Um, how, you know, we talk about this game potentially being a winnable game. And I do agree with you guys. I think the Broncos could do the most Broncos thing ever and just win this game because <laughs> why not? Um, it would, it would kind of like, it would kind of, ticked me off because uh that takes us a little bit farther away from caleb but um let's talk about keys to victory how can the broncos come away with this one uh, i know some people out there still want to see the broncos win regardless of draft position so my biggest key to victory in this one is pretty obvious i mean as uh the good old richard sherman said run the damn ball I mean, the Packers' run defense is the fifth worst in football. They have the ninth best secondary in football in terms of statistical rankings. I mean, does it get more obvious than that? I mean, they're they're giving up a lot of rushing yards per game. And in fact, they're giving up the most rushing attempts per game. So the writing's on the wall for Sean Payton. Give it off, give the ball to Samaj P. Ryan, Javante Williams, and Jalil McLaughlin, and you very well could win this game as long as the defense plays at least average, like they did against KC. And I think it's it's just very, very easy. Like I said, the writing's on the wall. You you got you gotta give the ball to the running backs and even target the running backs out of the backfield more this week. Javante Williams, zero targets last week. And, you know, it seemed like Russell Wilson was holding on to the ball a little bit too long. He could have been, you know, getting a little bit of, a, you know, some check downs to Javante to, you know, maybe pick up a first downs here and there. Um, I'm not too sure if that would that would have affected the game, you know, much at all. But I think this week you got to get Jalil McLaughlin and Javante, uh, even Samaje. We have some really, really good, you know, now that I think about it, our running backs are really, really good, you know, pass catching, you know, pl- uh, running back. So get them involved in the pass game as well, especially if you guys don't get, you know, things going with Jerry Judy, Corlin Sun early. I think the running backs got to be the main focal point this week. I know we've been, you know, talking a lot about Jerry Judy, but if in terms of just winning this game, I think you got to feed those uh, three guys in the backfield. Yeah, I was going to go run the football. I think that's the main thing. But our, our rush, you know, our, our running game hasn't been the best. But, I mean, we'll see how that levels out between, you know, a, a team that really can't mm-hmm. run the football. A, a team that really hasn't been the best at running the football and a team that really can't stop it. But I think if there's one game this season where we can just truly finally dominate at running the football, I think it's going to be this game. Uh, Green Bay's defense is – they're pretty good against the pass. And seeing in the last two weeks how we've been throwing the football – I think Sean Payton can finally go to what he's been wanting to do and just, like I said, just just run the football. I think that's what you just got to do here. Throw when you need to, but that's not. I'm not saying do like we did in the Commanders game where we just completely said fuck passing the ball. We're just gonna run the ball for a whole half of football. Not saying do that, but I think majority, like majority of the game plan has to be running the football here. Yeah, that's that was one of my keys to victory, just because the Packers' run defense isn't that great. And uh, God forbid we actually get our wide receivers involved in the game, so might as well just run the ball. So, <laughs> Javante, 
Angelino McLaughlin should have a big game. Even P. Ryan should get involved a little bit. But, um, yeah, I would like to see those guys uh, get going on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I know we were playing a little bit of catch-up last week, but we only ran the ball 17 times between Javante, Samaje, and then obviously, or not Samaje, Jalil McLaughlin, and Samaje Piran didn't get a single carry last week. So I would like to see him get a little bit more involved this week. You probably will see him because, like I said, the Packers are allowing the most rushing attempts per game in the NFL. Teams know, OCs know that they uh, you have to run the ball at will against the, uh, the Packers' defense. Um, so I think the, that definitely will be a main focal point. Last week, the Broncos averaged five yards a carry. So, I mean, I, I think uh, I think they're pretty pretty good uh, run game. Um, I think they, especially against a good Chiefs run defense, I think they got to, you know, a little bit, make that a little bit more of your a part of your game plan this week. Um, it's just very obvious. Uh, my next key to victory um, is going to be attacking the interior. The reason I say that is because Elton Jenkins, a really good player, is questionable for this game with an injury, and he did not practice on Friday. So it's looking like it's looking like it's going to be a game time decision for him. I'm not too sure uh, if he will play. I'm sure some more Packers, uh, you know, journalists, insiders will tell you, uh, you know, a, a better estimate. Um, but um, if he does not, if he's not ready to go, it'll be Royce Newman and John Runyon who will be starting at guard for the Packers. Runyon has a 54 PFF grade this season, um, so I think the Broncos, if they can get some stuff going with, uh, you know, DJ Jones, Zach Allen, even Mike Purcell could have a nice game. You got to exploit those matchups. Um, and Jordan Love doesn't respond really w uh, well under pressure, so I think the Broncos, if they're going to win this game on defense, I think it's going to be attacking the, the interior, um, not the exterior. Yeah, I was going to go straight to the defense side of the ball. I think um, you got to get takeaways. I think that's plain and simple. This is a team that's yeah. been turn, turning the ball over a lot over the last couple of weeks. I think you're the Broncos. Justin Simmons, Patrick Sertan, this is a game you got to be aggressive. They're going. We're going to definitely need those two especially to just make, make just, just make life hell for Jordan Love. I mean, if he's throwing picks against the Raiders, I feel like our defense should get some turnovers pretty easily. Um, Vance Joseph, I think this is the best game to draw up any blitz packages that you have. You like you said, you get pressure on a guy like Jordan Love. He's gonna put the ball in harm's way. And with the guys we got, I think it's the perfect game for it. Like I said, I think this is a game that we can actually win. I know me included, a lot of people don't want that, but I feel like the Packers are just like mediocre enough for us to come up with the win. I mean, they're not really that that good of an offensive team. Jordan Love isn't playing good football. And I think you gotta start with the takeaways. If the Broncos start getting the ball away from early, get the offense in good field position, I think this game is, can be easily won. Yeah, I hope uh, to that point that we just blitz Jordan Love a lot. And don't blitz with only five guys. Send six, send seven. Yes. Send a lot of guys at Jordan Love. Throw a lot of bodies in his way. Just make it uncomfortable for him. Yeah, and you talk about Jordan Love turning the ball over. I mean, he's on a three-game streak of throwing interceptions. Um, so I think the Broncos, uh, you could possibly see a DB or two get a pick this week. Um, he, he, I, I mean... I hate to be harsh or anything, but I don't think he's the guy for the Packers. I think uh, I think Packers fans will notice that in the future. Some people still have a uh, belief in him, but I, I I never been a Jordan Love guy. Um, yeah, I I just don't see him panning out much for them. But um, any other keys to victory you have for the Broncos uh, taking down the Packers this week? Don't turn the ball over. No no more stupid stuff. I think that's just the main. Russell Wilson, go through your reads. You got guys open in front of you. That's just. <laughs> George starts shaking his head. No, I, I definitely think that's got to be the main thing is, you know, the Broncos, whether special teams, turnovers, interceptions, fumbles, just, I mean, it can't happen. I mean, I, it, it seems like, like I haven't been on one of these game previews in a minute, but it seems like every time you guys say something, the Broncos go out there and do the complete 
opposite. Yes. So I mean, I, I'm 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 just asking. No turnovers. Broncos turn the ball over. Turn the ball over. Yeah, yeah. At, at this point, let's just tell them to turn the ball over. But I will say, no, like Marvin Mims do better on the special team side of it. No, just know it. Tremont Smith, no more stupid stuff. Uh, tackling the guy before the ball gets to him. Russ, like I said, <laughs> calm down and go through your reads. And I feel like we should be fine. Fumbling on the, on the offense side of the ball hasn't been that much of an issue this season. So I don't expect to see much of that. But as far as interception goes, just no more bad interceptions. No more right to the linebacker with a guy wide open. or No more right into the heart. Like, just go through your reads, man. Like, I, I don't know if Sean Payton can – I don't know if he can dummy it down anymore, but I will say this. If you see the Broncos, like, not running the football this week, just remember what I said in the last episode. I believe Sean Payton has been tanking. I just – I don't know why I have just a feeling about it. If you see the Broncos do anything that's very questionable coaching-wise, just remember I said that, that I I still think Sean Payton is tanking this season. I just – I don't believe that Sean Payton is just – has fallen off this much on the play calling side of things. Yeah, uh, people will be running uh, wide open uh, as they have been for several <laughs> weeks. The ball will just won't get to them. So that is something for fans to look forward to on Sunday. Um, we will have running backs open in the flat. We, we will have receivers open down the middle, maybe 40, downs, uh, 40 yards uh, down the field as well. So I would say uh, key to victory will to find the open guy. Sounds pretty hard, but – at this point, uh, you kind of have to if you want to win a game. So uh, I just don't have any confidence that they'll actually, you know, throw it to the open guy, maybe to a cover <laughs> guy. Um, again, I'll say it and stress every week, uh, win the middle eight just for once during the season, and maybe you can win the game. And it looks like they're probably not going to do that either versus Green Bay. But that is another <laughs> key to victory for me. And then my last one, again, win over the win, the turnover margin. We are minus five for the whole season for turnover margin. And the Packers are minus one for the whole season. So I think that's going to be a big part of the game on Sunday. So, again, uh, sounds simple enough, but get first downs, move the ball down the field, hit wide open guys, uh, play on time, and uh, you can win. I mean, there have been very winnable games. There have been six winnable games this season. So – well, not six. It's been five. So there's been five winnable games. And uh, simple enough, we just don't do any of the keys to victories. But, again, those are mine, and that's probably going to be my keys to victory for the rest of the season, if I'm being honest. But knowing this team, we don't know what we're going to see on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, you might as well stop talking about the middle eight at this point because every time you do, they, they <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> it's it's like it's like russell it's like russell wilson champagne just watch this pod and just yeah middle eight let's go ahead and uh poop in this part of this part of the game but um what what do you guys what do you guys think about like last week one of my biggest keys to victory for russ himself was like taking what the defense gives him and he literally he really struggled to do exactly that <laughs> and he he was like always was kind of like looking for the big play but like at the same time was not looking for the like last week russ the way russ was using his eyes was very interesting to say the least um we saw a lot of oftentimes he just kind of he kind of looks down like first like i i, I don't he kind of like the pressure he just kind of like ducks his the head and looks down yeah, he's afraid. He's a little guy. I mean, he's he's afraid to get hit. So that Chiefs D line is definitely uh, legit, and he clearly struggled with that defensive line. Um, what 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 do you guys think should be? You know, obviously, 
finding the, the open receivers is the easiest thing to talk about. But I mean, do you think that he, that he should be taking what the defense gives him this week with, uh, you know, assuming that Champagne does run the football? Or do you think, I know I've seen some people in the media talk about how Russ needs to just let it go this week. I mean, he could be getting benched soon. So do you think he needs to just like gun it downfield, let it go this week to, to Ju- hopefully Judy or Marvin Mims is a big one? Or do you think he should just like be, you know, playing smart and taking what the defense gives him this week? This is not the game to just let it go. I mean, they have the ninth best pass defense. Rashad Douglas and Jair Alexander. And I think they still have Darnell Savage. Yeah. I mean, those guys are no joke. Like, you can't just heave it up against those guys. Those are some of the, you know, that's probably one of the best secondaries in the league. And you're not going to, your offenses don't usually find rhythm against the best secondaries in the league. If you're in a funk, you go up against one of the best secondaries, you're going to continue to be in that funk. So, I mean, it does start with the basics for us. I mean, lad, I don't know what it is about him in primetime games, but I don't I don't know what the hell goes on with him. He just completely refuses to look at his reads. But, like, lad, last week I have no idea what that was. But, I mean, going into this game, that's just got to be it. I mean, you got to take what they give you. Don't be afraid to dump it off. I, I just – I don't know what exactly goes through Russ's head on some of the plays. Not every single play. I'm not going to sit here and just bash him, but just – you could kind of see like some plays there. Russ is just he hesitates to just get the check down, you know, prolong the play sometimes. But I I really do hope that this game that's not the case. I mean, if if you know the Broncos do win this game, I think that's one of the keys you got to do. Just get the ball out quick because if you're gonna sit there in the pocket, Kenny Clark and uh, Rashawn Gary and those guys they're they're gonna get you. So I mean, yeah, I I would say getting. I, I know it sounds very like tragic basic one-on-one football to get the ball to the open receiver but i feel like that's something that this team really has been struggling to do so i think that's what you like like what jordan said is kind of the main objective here just if you see judy wide open right in front of you give him the ball if you see um i know they said dosha gets out uh, trotman or you see sudden wide open like don't see him and then go to the next read and look just give him the ball immediately like that's that's a lot of the best quarterbacks do they go he keeps second guessing days. himself yeah yeah and i think a part of that does have to do with his confidence like you know his confidence did take a shot yep. last season i think sean I, I think that's just on him he has to get his confidence back like dude if you see a guy open rush just 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 make the throw like you don't have to second guess yourself and double pumping into uh right instead of linebacker like that's not something that you got to do man uh, to your point, Amir, uh, again, you and Lombo are on the save wavelength. Uh, Lombo talked about earlier how Russ, uh, his eyes are always the, towards the, the ground because he's afraid to get hit, especially because of last year he got hit a lot. That's why his eye level is always down. He's never stepping up in the pocket. That's something that people haven't uh, noticed too. So, uh, again, you and Lombo, I don't know what you guys, I don't know if you guys talk to each other on a daily basis, but again, you bring it up. And then to your point, uh, J Mac, uh, uh, it seems like for the past four years that we cannot hit the open guy. So I would not expect anything else on Sunday. So again, it does sound simple enough, but with this secondary uh, with the Packers, I mean, if we can't do it, you know, against the bears and, you know, the other teams we played, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that against the Packers because they will be open. But the thing is the ball needs to travel to their hands. So that's a different story. So It'll be real interesting to see how this plays out on Sunday. Yeah, another thing I've like been seeing people argue make the argument for is like these are oh these routes are long developing routes for Judy and Sutton. Well, when you have Russ literally ducking his head to the ground, second guessing himself, not using anticipation, like you see the best quarterbacks in football do. How, how 
it's going to be too late for him to hit those open receivers. So, of course, on tape, you're going to see them open downfield, but that's on Russ. Like at some point, we can't really put that on Champagne for having long developing routes, and you can't put it on you know the O line for not being great because the O line honestly has been a little bit overhated by some people. I think the O line isn't as bad as people make it out to be. I think it's Russ good. is just holding on the ball a little bit too long, man. I think you got to give credit to Ben Powers; he's been playing solid football. You got to give credit to Garrett Bowles; been playing solid football. I think these guys are just getting open and Russ, man. I love Russ. He's play, he played a really good first four games, but as of late, he's been a little bit, you know, lacking confidence, if I have to say. And the anticipation is not where it should be for, uh, you know, uh, you know, even a top 16 quarterback or starting quarterback, let alone. Yeah, and you brought up a good point about the offensive line. I think the one struggling the most has been McGlinchey, but it hasn't been, like, you know, really bad as we've seen over the last few years. I mean – the yeah. offensive line has been playing some pretty decent football. I won't say it's it's like one of the best in the league, but they've been playing good enough for your quarterback to give you some, you know, some winning throws or, you know, for plays to develop. It's been good enough for that. It's just, like you said, I don't know if it's a confidence thing. It just seems like as the season went along, the confidence has just gone down for us. And I don't know if that just has – I know people are going to say, well, it's because you're losing games. But, I mean, like – I don't know if that's the whole issue there. I don't know if it's just a losing games thing. I just think it's a mental thing. Yeah. Yeah. Who who knows what the issue is? We've been it looks like we've been having this type of issue and uh, <laughs> quarterback for four years. But again, I think if Jerry Stidham steps in, I sounds crazy enough, but this offense might be a bit better. If I'm being quite honest, I think Stidham would step up in the pocket a bit and have his eyes up instead of down because he won't be afraid to get hit. But Again, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about this offense no more. People are open. It looks like the offense is good. It just – the production's not it, there, and there's a lot of reasons why. Yeah, I was going to say it looked good, but the, these last two weeks the offense has looked horrible. I mean, it hasn't looked like what we saw over the first four games of the year. It's looked pretty bad. It's looked pretty much like last year's offense just huh. like – get about two first downs and then it's it's punt team like it just seems like that or it's a turnover as soon as you can start getting to move the ball a little bit it's game over the game uh, 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 something something bad happens like you see in the Jets game we go we have a chance to tie the game Russ uh the Quincy Williams fumble the game against the Chiefs I mean I, the game's pretty much over but the Broncos trying to drive maybe put some points up on the board some Ajay Piran fumbles the ball like I'm not just his knee knocks the ball out it's just I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting that. It's just the Broncos are gonna find a way to lose the game. Like I, I just, I'm just at that point with the team now. Like whatever we can say, whatever we think it should happen for us to win the game. But the Broncos, they just somehow find ways to lose games. It's just like we're a team that just consistently beats themselves to the point where it's just gotten utterly ridiculous. Like we just continue to beat ourselves in the like the worst ways possible. Like it's really just the worst ways possible. Like. Yeah, I don't know also if like the external noise for Russ has played a factor because you talk about two weeks ago, all the Nathaniel Hackett, um, Sean Payton drama. Is Russ going to, you know, perform well with Sean Payton against Nathaniel Hackett and Robert Sala's defense? They only put up 21 and fumble the game away. Then you have last week on our first primetime game in front of the whole world <laughs> watching with the Taylor Swift and, you know, all these fans out there watching. And of course, Russ has his first like really bad game of the season, only 95 
five yards and two picks. Like, that's literally the worst. Of course, like, more than 90% of the NFL, that was their first time watching Russ this season. And they're like, oh, t- Russ is an absolute, he's the worst trade in NFL history. He He's not having as good of a season as Broncos fans are making it out to be. It's just the worst possible scenario for Russ. I don't know if the external noise is the, I don't think it's the main factor, but I do think it is playing a little bit into uh, Russ losing his confidence a little bit the last two weeks. But let's go ahead and uh, jump into our predictions uh, for players. Uh, offensive player of the game, I'm going to go ahead and make my pick. I'm going to go with Jaleel McLaughlin. I picked Javante uh, last week. I'm picking Jaleel this week. Um, I think this is a pretty safe pick, get, you know, considering he's had like five yards of carry like every week this season. And he's, he's, he's getting a lot of, you know, love in the receiving game as well. Not so much last week, but this week, I, I think you can see him get like maybe four catches. And I think you can see him may, maybe get like 60, 70 rushing yards and like five yards of carry, something like that. Um, I think you got to feed all three running backs this week, but I think Jaleel McLaughlin will be our best player on offense this week. Uh, it, I'm not going anybody in the receivers. I guess I'll go running back. And since he went Jaleel, I, I'll, I'll go Javante, I guess. Just to be, you know, be different. I mean, like you said, it's going to be a running game. So, I feel like if we somehow do find a way in the, uh, in the red zone, I think Javante is going to be the guy to get the ball too. So, I mean, I, I can see Javante scoring maybe a touchdown, possibly two, depending on just how the game goes. But I'll go Javante. I'm a, I made this decision right now. I just flipped my mind. So, I'm going to be going with a co-op of uh, offensive player of the games. I'll be going with uh, Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy. And both of them – to the point where a, you won't see on the box score, but when you look at the eye in the sky, you will see that they did play a good game. So those are going to be my two uh, player of the games on the uh, offensive side. Yeah, you'll see in the, the box score, routes open 15 yes. and uh, catch, catches zero. Yes, so my, initial, my, my initial guy was going to be Quinn Miners because uh, it is hard for these playmakers to get the ball in general. Uh, so... That was it. Was going to be Quinn Miners. He's been playing great this season, and I don't know why Quinn Miners has been excellent this season. He's been one of the best guards in the league. But five pancakes. Yeah, no. I mean, I I think he's going to have a great game. So again, I changed my mind. I think Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy are going to have a good game. It might not show up in the box score, but they will be open. So I think again, that's my reasoning why for my co-op of offensive player of the games. I was going to ask you uh, before I went mine. I was going to ask you, like, you know, could we do linemen? But I just, like, I thought, like, you were going to say no. So I was like, I mean, well, the only other guy I could possibly go with is Javante. Um, yeah. Oh, and no, that is a good thing. I will say just, I think Bosco is going to look something like Judy's going to have around 35, maybe 40 yards. Corlin's going to have about maybe 35, 40 yards. And you're going to see at the box score, most targets and most receptions are going to be from Javante and Jaleel McLaughlin or Samaje. The running back is going to, be the second thing. Running backs are going to have the most targets, most catches. So, yeah, Nate, Nate Atkins might get a couple targets here and there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is a is a is a Nate is is Nate Atkins active? Uh, he's like every other week they make a different decision with him. Okay, so well, I um, I don't even okay. know. He'll probably get more targets than Judy anyways if he is active. Okay, well I will say this: if he doesn't play, then Michael Burden is a sleeper for player of the game. Father's a player of the game. Michael Burden. Hey, well, shout honestly, out to Mike Burden, honestly, I, honestly, they've been bringing in a Quinn Bailey as an extra guy. Uh, yeah. As an eligible receiver, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown like in the red zone. He gets a he gets a damn touchdown before Jerry Judy does. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised for that, honestly. He's been good. Oh. Like, the same. Yeah. 
I, I like what they're doing there, bringing an extra offensive lineman. And then they have Manhurts as well to add to that. Man, it's almost like you guys should run the ball more. But, um, and you should, uh, obviously, with Judy and everything. But, yeah, that Quinn Miners for player of the game is absolutely crazy. Uh, and also, I was going to say shout out to Mike Byrne. I think he, before the Chiefs game, he was like the highest uh, graded uh, fo- fullback in football. So, really? shout out to Mike Byrne, man. Absolute dog. Um, but defensive player of the game. Him a little bit more. Yeah, we should give him some uh, looks at it, like out wide. Put maybe put Judy on okay. the bench. Okay. <laughs> uh, defensive player of the game. I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna go with a wild card X factor. I met him at training camp. He's an absolute dog. I love him so much. I'm going Jaquan McMillan. I think Jordan Love. He's gonna go on a four game uh, streak of interceptions. I think Jaquan McMillan gets his first interception of his career this week. Um, he almost lurked Mahomes. If you guys remember, he almost lurked Mahomes last week on primetime, um, and he uh, he only got the, the PBU. But um, I think he could get a pick on uh, Jordan Love this week in the slot. Um, K1 Williams out for the year. Uh, Jaquan McMillan's going to be the starting nickel for the rest of the season. I was really torn between the two. I talked about him earlier in the show, but I'm going to go Justin Simmons. I think this is a game where I could just see Justin Simmons' hands all over it. I think he gets a pick easily. I think he's going to bait Jordan Love into making one of those dumb throws that he's made that you've seen him make over the last couple of weeks. And I think I think Sim is going to be one of those guys where he's going to give, like Pastor Tan did against the um, – who was that we played? The Jets. He's going to give us a chance to win the game like he did against the Jets, and we don't win the game. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Justin Simmons. And uh, people will be catching on to my trend, but my defensive player of the game will be uh, Josie Jewell. I think he has a great game. I think he racks up a couple tackles. And I even got an interception against Jordan Love. Hey, he uh, Jordan Love against uh, J Mac brought it up. He threw two interceptions to Robert Spillane. Robert Spillane was the worst coverage linebacker in football last year. He I mean, he he was targeted like fifty times. He gave up like forty two catch, catches. So, I mean, he might be playing good football this year, but maybe Josie Jewell has a big game. Wait, 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 hold on, now. like Jordan Love. You go, you watch so Jordan Love threw the ball right to him. It was like he was. What's the machine where they that's, put the ball that's my in the point. middle and they? Yeah, and, and like, what's that machine called again? Jug machine. The jug machine. Yeah, that that's what Robertson Lane might as well have been practicing against. He might as well have just been getting fucking jug machine drills in playing against Jordan Love. The type of interceptions he was catching was crazy. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Single tenor, Josie Jewel gets an easy pick. Probably yeah. throw one to Drew Sanders too. Justin Sernod. He doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, score predictions. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, my honest score prediction, I'm going 23-17 to 17 Green Bay. Um, I think Green Bay picks up their third win of the season, moves to 500, and the Broncos fall to 1-6, and six, and we're going to be seeing even more Caleb Williams uh, jersey swaps on Monday morning. I'm going to go 16. I'm going to go 19-13 Green Bay. I think it's a game where the Broncos just – can't, you know, get 20 points to win the game. I think it's going to be something like we saw, like a recipe of what's been like like last week against the Chiefs, just can't really find a way to get the ball in the end zone. So I'm going to go 19-13 Green Bay. I think they win. I think for them it'll be an ugly win. I think it'll be a disgusting, ugly win. They'll, they win the game, but fans are going to be like, this is the most disgusting one I've ever seen this team have in the last five years. So, yeah, I think it's going to be 19-13 Green Bay. I'll be going with uh, 31-20 Green Bay wins. That's All good. right. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are listening on YouTube, please hit the like button and subscribe. Help us get to 2,000 subscribers. We are looking to keep on growing. So please take two seconds right now. Come on. I'm going to count down. Three, two, one.
One, hit that damn sub button, please. That helps us out so much. If you guys are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys leave a five-star rating. Follow, leave a um, or excuse me, turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. Um, but with that being said, until our next episode going over the Week 7 uh, recap on Sunday night. Um, with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez. Peace out, everybody. Peace.